up, guys? It's Agent26 of Agent26Beats.com, and welcome to Episode 9 of the Turning Artists into Entrepreneurs podcast. I can't believe it, man. We are almost at 10. Um, what that means is that there's been nine weeks of consistency making this podcast, so I'm very excited, and I appreciate you guys for rocking with me on these episodes. Uh, today's topic, I'm hoping to be a little bit shorter. I know I was, uh, if, you, if you listened to the last one, I was a little long-winded. Uh, about some marketing things, but hopefully I can get right to the point <laughs> with everything on this one. I'm just really excited. I get really excited talking about business and everything. Uh, today I wanted to kind of jump into your target market. Um, I think there's a, a glaring discrepancy, if you will, about like how to find uh, your target market, who that target market should be, or what to do when you have that information. Um. I would like for just for this example to work, I'd like for you to look at every artist, producer, label, A and R. Everyone in music has a target market. Really everyone in business. If they make money doing what they do, they have a target market. And if you start looking at them as individual proprietors versus just, you know, Lil Wayne, it really becomes clear. The people that Uh, Lil Wayne necessarily appeals to the most versus the people that Drake appeals to the most are very different. There was a time when, like, uh, especially if you're a Drake fan, you know, the joke about him used to be, you know, he only makes music for, like, teenage females. And even though he's, like, you know, now, you know, Drake's, like, a mega superstar, that's, that's far in his past. When he started, though, that was him. I mean, Drake Drake had music where he aptly went after, like, you know, especially for me as somebody, I'm like, I'm 26, so, like, I, like, when Drake was blowing up, we were still using MySpace, so, like, I think my, my freshman year of high school, I didn't really know who Drake was, um, and then by the summer of my freshman year of high school, I couldn't unknow him. I mean, he was everywhere. You know, so far gone was just coming out. It was like 2008. Um, by 2008, ever we all we all went crazy. I mean, girls were listening to Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, uh, Fear. Um, you know, uh, best I ever had. Like they they were going bananas over Drake. And so, you know, his target market was definitely that. Now, if you take another rapper, like let's say Jeezy or something like that, this is a guy who definitely was like all about being a thug, all about being a hustler and you know, selling drugs and doing whatever he had to do to, like, put food on the table and support his family and himself, right? That's clearly not teenage girls. He was more appealing to probably grown men and, you know, young boys who thought they were already living that lifestyle. So defining your target market is, is critical because it it helps enhance your marketing efforts. It helps develop and build your tribe. Everyone is not your tribe. You know, if somebody says, like, hey, you know, who who would really enjoy your music if you say uh, everyone, then you really don't know what you're doing. Like, uh, um, one, one, one cool way to figure this out that um, I definitely want to tell you guys is if you have an Instagram page or you're on Instagram, and uh, I, I, don't know if this, I don't know if this works with personal pages, but I have a business page. And uh, what I'm allowed to do is check the insights so I can see who, how many people have unfollowed me that day. <laughs> and I can also uh, check and see uh, the type of people that are following me. So, like, I think the majority of the people that follow me are 25 to, like, 34. 
and the next category I think is like 18 to 24. But the majority, like the vast majority are 25 to 34 year old people who are, you know, it's like 75% men. And then uh, the rest, uh, or excuse me, the locations are um, like LA, like New York and like Dallas, right? And that's just, that's a simple, easy insight. It's just who's following me, right? It doesn't have to be my target market, but you get the point. That's a good barometer for, for the, the kind of people that'll dig what you're doing. I'm not saying that if you're 18 or if you're 21, you can't enjoy my own work. But I am saying that if I if I was running a promotion off of the information I just told you, I wouldn't be including 21-year-olds in it. Now, I don't think that's my target market musically, but I do think that the things that I post and talk about, things like the product, I do think they do sometimes appeal to a more mature audience. That's fine. But I feel like if you have this information, or if at the very least you have a catalog so you can ascertain this information, it's so imperative to your marketing efforts. Um, at, at, this, at this stage, you know, once you start learning about advertising and everything, all marketing is is just you're shooting at a huge, huge target. And then every ad you run, you're just trying to like shrink that target down until at one point you're pinpoint. Um, and then that's the goal is like you, you, you don't want to, you know, run an ad for, you know, 15 to 65 year olds that live in America. Like that's, that's a, such a large, large target. Imagine if, again, well, that's the Drake thing. Imagine if you had Drake's target market, right? Young girls, most like pr- predominantly living in the South, right? Because he did a lot of a lot of music, music that appealed to people in the South that were 13 to 18. Like that's a very, very big difference. And you're only going to be, going to be targeting teenage girls. And no one stands for an artist quite like a teenage female, right? So that to me is, you know... Um, an excellent marketing marketing strategy. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do it that way. Also, another way you can make a target market is you could see where your where your fans are at. You could see where are the people at that really care about uh, what you do. What what do they use? What what technologies are they using? Um, Lil Wayne back when I was in high school, around the same time that Drake was popping up, he was this mixtape king. Before we really had like crazy content on YouTube and all, you know, a lot of mini Gary V's running around, we had guys who just flood the market with good music. And I, I think that's still the way to win. I think that's still the way to um, be successful as, as if you're if you're an artist. But I remember he would just drop like uh, it was like, like the drought or something like that, or he dropped like it was it was Sony mixtapes. He would just put out like like there was like no ceilings. It was like a bunch of like a bunch of just mixtapes that he would put out, and some of them were just free verses that he would you know of him rapping over uh, popular beats of that of that uh, year. But for people who want to hear somebody, people who want to hear good stuff, it was amazing marketing. And you don't hear that much. Like I kind of miss the days of you know somebody taking all of the beats that uh, people love right now. So like maybe. You know, I'm a little maybe date myself a little bit. Maybe if you take a beat from uh, Kendrick Lamar's "Damn," or you uh, take a beat off of Cardi B's album, uh, take a beat off of Drake's album, um, you know, and take a beat off of Astro World, and like you rap to those beats, and like you release your own project, like that kind of stuff to me. I really loved growing up in hip hop because it was really cool to see like, oh, that's what this guy would have done if he was on the song. 
And sometimes I like the song even better. Like a classic example is I remember they had that song uh, Run This Town with, with Jay-Z and Kanye and Rihanna. One of my favorite records. Uh, but when I heard Lil Wayne do, do his uh, verse on Run This Town, I was like, man, that was dope. Like, it, was, it was really good stuff. So, you know, these are just interesting like strategies that you can use. But like Wayne knew his market was on the Internet. And he knew that as kids, we were just kind of getting into downloading mixtapes, downloading, you know, Livewire was huge, obviously, or LimeWire, excuse me, uh, was huge, you know, back then. Um, I know everybody that's my age has listened to this are like, oh my God, dude, you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> because we, that's, how we, that's how we got music, man. Like, that's what we did. We, we would go on LimeWire, we'd risk crashing our computer, get all these silly viruses, uh, just so we could hear uh the next mixtape or have music that nobody else had so i think um i mean i wouldn't use line wire now it'd probably give your computer all kinds of aids but uh back then it, it you you could get a virus but then still get the mixtape so it was still funny it was still fun to use but i think you know wayne was really smart with his marketing man because he, he kept putting stuff out you know uh, obviously back then, you know, people weren't on SoundCloud as much where they could just drop, you know, music on their own stations, but there is something to be said for that. Like, like I see a lot of people, like I, I met a guy at a coffee shop recently and, um, you know, he was telling me that, you know, he was like the next, the next the guy next up, you know, he was the, uh, the future of hip hop. Yeah. I, I meet a lot of guys like this and I was like, oh, that's cool, man. It's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, man big ups to you for being the future of hip-hop and uh yeah listen to my project and I was like what kind of music you make and he was like man you know I kind of like you know J. Cole stuff you know I kind of just and I'm like okay pause first of all and I I I have a personal pet peeve about this do not tell me you made J. Cole type music just because all the beats that you use are under 100 bpm and that there happened, there may be a soul sample in the background. That does not mean that you are a J. Cole-like artist. That is not all that J. Cole is. If you listen to his original records, his original records, it wasn't stuff like when he was making um, these last two albums, K.O.D. and the uh, the other one that's my favorite, um, For Your Eyes Only. Like, those projects I, were were thematic. They had concepts and he, he wove a concept through over 10 songs, which is amazingly genius. I'm like, that's not, that's not, if you're just like that guy, like, no. If you're doing that, then yes, you could say, okay, I've made a J. Cole-inspired, like, project. But just saying I rap on slow beats isn't, and also, if you're, if, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the thinking, if we don't really know you, just make me dance. Let me have a good time. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I personally, I'm not a big fan of the, oh, I'm going to tell you my story about how hard it was in the streets. If you're making a project, sure. If you're making, if you, if you just got to be one of those guys that makes an album in a single driven uh, market, market right now, uh, I'll say that again. If you have to be one of those guys that makes an album in a single driven market, then sure, by all means, make your album. And have your album have your songs where you really give it to us, the, the passion, and how you grew up in the streets of Connecticut, wh- whatever it is, okay? But make, make me dance. At the very least, get my head nodding, get me excited, 
enough. Like I, I sat there in the Starbucks, like I said, and I was listening to this guy. It was like five song project, it was an EP. And every song he was like, I was in a place, man. I was just like in a, in a, in a place. And I'm like, in my head, I was like, yeah, you know, the bars are all right, man. Like I, the beat choice I like. But this isn't what you play someone when you first meet them, you know? And I, and like, and I, I mean, every song had maybe like 75 plays. And I, I got good friends of mine in hip hop that, you know, have like, they're getting like six figures in streams a month. You know what I mean? And listen to this guy, like, are you marketing this? And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm doing some marketing, you know, it's just, it's taking its time. And it, it really took everything in me not to tell him, one, you don't know your target market. Two, no one wants to hear this. You're talking about like your best friend getting shot in the hood. I'm like, I don't even know you. I, I don't even know you. Like, I don't, I'm like, I've met you and I don't really want to know this story. I, I just, to me, you have to think about it. Like how movies are made. They, they drop a trailer, right? Some trailers are, you know, um, boring, but most trailers are the most exciting moments of that entire entire project, right? Well, if you're gonna have a song and you drop a single like a Bodak Yellow, right? Invasion of Privacy wasn't my favorite album and uh but we all know Bodak, right? Drop Bodak and like that's the teaser to get you to be like, man, the rest of this project could be dope. Newsflash, it really wasn't as good as that. But it you, you could you could feel like that, you know? And I was just so disappointed that this dude had me listening to these dark, sad melancholy projects and not at all trying to entertain me it was ridiculous so to me i i i say know your target market know who you're going after j cole type whatever is not a target market that just says that you're copying this artist even cole has got his own strategy his own thinking about but by who he's trying to attract in in, in, his, in his music Sure, they may say, like, you know, like, I don't really give a damn, I don't want to curse on the podcast, but it's just, yeah, they, they may say that they don't, they don't give, you know, they don't give a crap about, you know, uh, who's going to be on, you know, uh, on their music, who listens. That's a great persona to have, but you better believe that, like, their label or their, their, their uh, manager, they care, okay? Even if they don't have to think about it, they think about it. You know, Lil Uzi Vert's got people thinking about who's going to listen to Lil Uzi Vert, you know, so, you know, even as a producer, like, and, and you're trying to, you know, whittle down, like, what kind of artists, you know, you're going to go after and stuff like that, develop a target market, see who's really vibing to your music, do you normally have 16-year-olds talking about this is just hard, or do you typically have adults, and, well, you know, are they a certain race, are they in a certain location, are they in, a, you know, these are the questions that you should absolutely ask yourself, so, um, just want to get you guys thinking, hopefully uh, jog the brain some um, on your target market. Just get it defined, man. The more specific you can be, the easier it becomes later on, especially when you want to start running big campaigns. So before I let you go, uh, I wanted to say that if you're in the uh, Southern California area, I will be hosting um, the next BeatStars uh, meetup September 19th at 6.30 uh, at the uh, School of Audio Engineering in Hollywood, uh, California. So uh, please come by. It's a free event. 
Um, it would be as the networking, you know, talking about music production, you know, uh, getting deals, sales, all kind, all kinds of good stuff. Um, pretty sure it's gonna be a big turnout, so if you do show up, show up early. Um, but yeah, man, we're looking forward to it. And uh, if you can't make it, or if you're not in the state or the country, uh, you could just follow me at Agent Twenty Six Official on Instagram, and I will be uh, live streaming it there. That way, you guys won't miss a thing. So. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this gave you some value. And um, if it did, awesome. I, I appreciate you guys listening as always. Uh, and feel free to send me um, a suggestion if you want me to talk about anything on the podcast in particular. I'm always open for uh, new topics or just to question things that you may be on your mind. So thanks again, guys. Talk to you later. Peace.